Welcome to the Passel Podcast CMO Series. Hello and welcome to the Passel CMO Series podcast where we talk all things legal business development and marketing. Today we're covering the role of marketing and the CMO in today's firm. The marketing team's role in the legal industry has gone through and is going through a series of radical changes. Our guest today is Archana Venkat, a CMO at Tri-Legal, and she is here to discuss how the changing role of the marketing function and what this means for the CMO. What? Welcome to the CMO series, Archana. Thank you, Charles. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be a part of your CMO podcast series. I look forward to our conversation today. Well, thanks for thanks for, for coming on. And Archana, you, although you've worked in marketing for several years, it's not always been in the legal space. So what was your journey um, so far in, in, in legal marketing and how did you become to be CMO at Tri-Legal? Yeah. You're right. My experience in legal marketing is relatively limited. I have over a decade of experience in the professional services marketing space. I have previously worked at Deloitte and KPMG in marketing operations and other leadership roles. At Deloitte, I customized and ran the Global Legal Officers Program for India. And that gave me an opportunity to interact very closely with lawyers and understand their business needs in the context of risk and growth management. So when the opportunity to become the CMO of Trilegal came by, I was able to understand and appreciate their expectations better and prepare myself to take on this role. It has been a year since I joined Trilegal and since then my team and I have been very busy and it has been a very interesting stint so far. So it sounds like your your the, 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 obviously your time in in professional services Deloitte PwC it set you up and you were able to transfer that across into into the role at um, Trilegal. Yes, to a large extent, and specifically because uh, I have been a part of the financial advisory services practice uh, in Deloitte, and prior to that, the risk consulting practice in KPMG. Uh, these are practices that typically work closely with law firms and lawyers. So I had a fair bit of uh, understanding of what it would be to work at a law firm. So in terms of your time in in the marketing function and and, um, your time in the marketing team, how have you seen the role of, of marketers and the team and the CMO change over your career? The professional services industry has generally been a slow adopter of corporate functions such as HR, marketing, strategy, finance, and information technology. The industry has grown organically. It remains driven by immediate needs and in many cases continues to have a very near-term outlook rather than a long-term one. Let me give you an example. So if client-facing teams are unable to handle the demands of, say, billing, you would then hire a finance and admin team. Now, if that team was unable to handle billing and collections, then you sought an advanced ERP team and then hired an IT team and so on and so forth, right? And when it comes to marketing, only firms with a very futuristic outlook tend to hire marketing teams. And even there, the expectations from the marketing team are often very narrow and they are limited to promotions and PR. Now, I feel this is due to a very limited understanding of what marketers can do and being a little uncomfortable about exploring any further. 
it's also a result of what type of marketing professionals want to work in professional services marketers outside this industry tend to have very clear job roles authority budgets and fairly well tread growth paths and they tend to prefer that over being a part of an industry where one has to chart one's own course right but in the last decade the large global consulting firms and law firms have been trying to change the status quo and they are increasingly hiring marketers including marketers from outside uh, the professional services space because they want to grow holistically and want to make an impact on clients and communities that they work with and any indian subsidiaries and local firms that are affiliated with these global firms are following suit so i'll give you another example about a decade ago most accounting and consulting firms in india were operating as some sort of a loose conglomerate of several promoter led firms under just one brand name right so the firm's clientele its people growth rate client experience everything varied from partner to partner uh, data was maintained in excel sheets closely guarded by each partner and collaboration was really dependent on the partner's personality client acquisition and client relationship management were therefore entirely partner driven now i've seen a paradigm shift and client acquisition and relationship management is viewed from the organization's lens and it is driven by the organization's larger purpose this means that most firms today have adopted global best practices when it comes to identifying and serving clients uh, they have organizational crm systems with comprehensive real time data Uh, this is shared between partners to facilitate collaboration and drive more value for the client now when it comes to managing people many firms now follow global talent standards and provide opportunities for mobility and skilling so whether you work within the firm as an employee or you work with the firm as a client the experience the brand experience is consistent right now to support such a paradigm shift you will need marketers who have experience across the entire marketing mix of product place price and promotion so while those with pr and promotional skills will continue to focus on those respective areas but firms will need to hire specialists and generalists who can help with blue ocean thinking white space analysis go to market innovation key account management marketing automation digital marketing and other new areas i feel the legal industry today has started undergoing a similar change that the accounting firms saw about a decade ago global law firms are today emulating the model set by the consulting firms and their marketing efforts are in a similar direction so i think it's a matter of time before we see indian law firms wanting to take a leaf from their global colleagues So it, it it does sound like um those uh, international consultancies you know the likes of Deloitte PwC they really they were on this sort of way before the law firms and actually there's a lot that can be learned from what what those firms have done in the past and and can be applied to law firms You're right about that Charles you're absolutely right about that I think it's also a function of the the maturity that your clients really have right uh, do your clients want to see you as a firm that's driven by certain individuals or do your clients expect a consistent brand experience when they interact with any professional from your firm 
right? And that's really one of the primary reasons why a lot of accounting firms, management consulting firms uh, were forced to think of reinventing themselves in this manner. So to bring it back to the legal space and, and law firms, um, how well do you think the role of CMO is understood by the legal industry now? And how would you currently define define the role of, of CMO in a law firm? See, in the Indian context, the CMO is still largely seen as someone who can do PR, public relations, communications, and some business development via the traditional channels. Right? There's little or no client interaction or involvement in client service related matters. However, I see a few firms who are more open to exploring what else a CMO can do. This is again because clients are now expecting a higher degree of maturity from law firms, whether that's a consistent experience when working with multiple lawyers from the firm or aspects like fixing a rate card for various services that the firm can provide, irrespective of how many partners and partner teams can provide those services. Right? Additionally, clients who are technologically savvy also expect that their service providers will leverage technology and use platforms that can improve the quality and turnaround times associated with work. Right? Now, this means a CMO will increasingly be expected to look into areas outside promotions, right? which means you would need exposure to innovation, uh, new service development, pricing, uh, go-to-market, alliances, and other ecosystem players that can help position this law firm as a trusted advisor. Right? Are we there yet? By and large, no. But I definitely see a few law firms going in that direction in the next five years in India. So a lot of this change that you're seeing or, or the, the industry is seeing is client driven. You know, clients want consistency across um, how, how they're being served. Um, tech savvy clients, they, they, they sort of expect their law firms and their service providers to, to be on the pulse and, and, and making the most of the tech that's available. So it seems like a lot of these changes are being led by client demand. You're right. It is being led by client demand. So in terms of driving the change for the marketers, we've, we've highlighted that client demand is, is, is a part of that. Is there anything else that's driving this, this change for marketers? Yeah, uh, you're right. The catalyst for any change can be internal or external. Right now in the Indian market, it would seem that this catalyst is external. It's client driven. Uh, if the client starts expecting a certain quality and a certain maturity from a law firm, then the law firm would have to deliver that, which means as a marketer uh, in that law firm, you would have to upskill, reskill yourself uh, to keep pace with that change, right? There's also an internal sort of a change uh, for marketers. Uh, there are some who are very keen to learn something new, to broaden their skills, uh, push the envelope, uh, you know, allow, work with their employers and experiment, right? Uh, this is another change that's happening, right? Now, either way, what is very clear is a status quo, whether, you know, it is with the skills that you've built over the years or uh, with the kind of way that, you're, that you conduct your work, the way you manage your team, right? That status quo can't continue. That's become very clear, right? So irrespective of whether the catalyst for change is external or internal, I feel that change is here. 
and it's here to stay. And marketers have to equip themselves uh, to address this change. Yeah, so the, I guess the takeaway there is, you know, everything's changing and you, you've got to be on top of it. You can't just rely on responding to, to demands of the client. Actually, you've got to be a bit ambitious. You've got to be bold. And some of the, the sort of changing and developments, you've got to lead as an individual. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. Because, you know, as a marketer, you perhaps have a, a ringside view of what your law firm is how it how it operates you also have a very independent view of how clients perceive your law firm so you are in a very unique position uh, to become this voice of the customer for lack of a better word right this voice of a customer who can shape what the law firm wants to become tomorrow right and that's a position that marketers i think should embrace and should do what it takes to gain the confidence of clients as well as uh, your own stakeholders within the law firm. So do you think this this change that the industry is seeing is, is broadly positive? I see it as a very, very positive and welcome uh, change because it gives marketers an opportunity to learn something new and implement that at work. Now, for firms who work with marketers who are data-driven, who are focused on clear objectives, it'll help them understand where their money is being spent and whether the returns are commensurate, Right. And over a period of time, time that uh, brings in a great degree of respect between the marketer and the firm. The firm does not see you as someone who just implements something. The marketer does not see the, uh, you know, the role with the firm as just a day job. There's a lot more uh, you know, accountability. There's greater responsibility. And you start watching out for the firm uh, the way you previously may not have. So I would say the change is largely positive. Yeah, and it sounds like the, a key part to that is is that almost collaboration, you know, between the the marketing function and the rest of the firm. And when you've got that collaboration and and everyone feels like they're part of the team and they're part of this big system, then I guess you you get more sort of satisfaction in what you're doing, and it moves from being a, a sort of day to day job, as you mentioned it, to actually being part of this thing, being part of this process that you're building. Yes. So. What to, to finish off our podcast, we, we finish all of our podcasts in this way. What would be your one piece of advice for marketers generally and, and maybe CMOs more specifically um, that are having to adapt and shift um, to the demands of their role? Okay, uh, I have three suggestions and not one. And with your permission, Charles, I keep each of this brief, but I yeah. think uh, I should state the three, not just one. Three suggestions that would be perfect. And actually, on a previous podcast with um, Sophie Boker, who's a CMO over at Bird and Bird, she always says that you've got to give uh, points in three because people can digest it easier. So fire away, Archana. I'm going to write this okay. down as we go. Great. Uh, so the first point is embrace change and don't worry about how successful you will be with implementing new things. Failure is a better teacher. Grab any opportunity that you get to learn and enjoy from the experience. The world is not going to go back to how marketing was done 20 years ago. And at the very least, as marketers, we need to keep up. Okay, that's the first suggestion. The second suggestion is treat your people well and invest in their well-being, their personal well-being and professional well-being. The secret to a success, uh, the secret to a leader's success is a happy and empowered team. 
Peter Drucker's management theory, interestingly, this must be about 80 years old, but his theory says one must put people and ethics ahead of everything else in the organization. And this is very true for the consulting business at large. Okay. Uh, that's the second one. Uh, the third thing that I want to uh, leave people with is for CMOs who aspire for CEO positions, ask for more responsibility, especially in areas like strategy and operations. Seek advisory roles with smaller organizations where you can contribute on a pro bono basis, right? Uh, keep that upskilling, reskilling journey on, even if it is short-term courses that you can get off LinkedIn or any of these learning platforms, uh, it's still worth uh, investing in, right? So, so those would be the three things that uh, I would like to share with uh, CMOs. Brilliant. And, and uh, I think that that sums up very, very nicely. Embrace change, you know, and you, you, you said it just there. At very least, you've got to keep up. But actually, you want to be proactive. You want to be pushing the boundaries and obviously treating people well. You know, this links to the whole ESG movement in, in actually, you know, you need to have your, your team empowered and feeling like they're owning their project. So, again, I think that's that's spot on. And then that idea of, of, of being um, out there asking for more opportunities and and making sure you're upskilling. We've talked to CMOs before. I mean, Erin uh, Mazaros, um, CMO over at Evershed Sutherland, she talks about how um, she's constantly learning, constantly upskilling and constantly making sure that she's on the pulse and, and um, at the sort of sharp edge of, of the industry. She says, you're never too, uh, too old to learn anything. So um, Archana, thanks for those three um, key takeaways. Thanks, Charles. Archana, thanks for your time today. Thanks for sharing your insights and from your experience, not just from working in the legal space, but also working in um, the, the consultancy space. It's been fantastic to hear from you. And thank you for coming on the CMO series. Thanks. Thank you very much, Charles. I think I had a good time speaking with you today. Thank you once again for inviting me. I'm sure your listeners will find uh, these perspectives uh, interesting. Look forward Brilliant. to speaking again. Thank you very much.